Slaying It with Santa Rob is sponsored by Brett Christmas Mustache Wax. If you've got a mustache that you'd like to curl up the way I do, head over to bscenterprises.com. Look at the wide variety of products that Brett Christmer has to offer. Use discount code SANTAROB and receive 15% off your order. We're also sponsored by Hotspot Collectibles and Toys. If you like collecting things such as action figures, Star Wars, video game systems, video games, head over to hotspotcollectiblesandtoys.com. Look at the wide variety of inventory they have. Once again, use discount code SANTAROB and receive 15% off your order. Now let's get ready to slay it with Santa Rob. Welcome to Slaying It with Santa Rob, episode number five. I'm a little excited about tonight because I know you guys are going to be in for a very special treat. I know you're going to really enjoy this. Throughout my years of promoting uh, classic Christian rock bands and concerts, I was fortunate enough to meet this guy a few years back. We, we've known each other for quite a while now. He's a founder of one of the most successful bands in the Christian rock field. I was fortunate enough to be the manager of one of his bands. He's an amazing guitar player, probably one of the most underrated guitar players ever. He's a phenomenal singer, and I call him Christian Rock Royalty. And he's one of my best friends. I'm really excited to introduce and bring to the sleigh Mr. Greg Hogue. Hello? Greg, can you hear me, Greg? Yes. Hey, we finally connected. Yes. We had a couple couple glitches in there. Technology is a beautiful thing when it works. Oh, yes. <laughs> hey, welcome to Slaying It with Santa Rob. All right. Good to be here. It's good to have you here. It, it's not very often that I get to have Christian Rock Royalty on the podcast. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's face it. You and and a few other guys that we know kind of formed the Christian rock sound. No, I was just grateful to be there. Well, we're all grateful that you were there. So I'd like to ask you a little bit about the early days, kind of what you're doing now. And if that's okay with you, we'll just get started. Okay, man. So let's go back to the early days. Okay. So I guess the first question is, is, how did Petra form? Well, I remember um, the Lord was working on me, and I went to a Bible study. Uh, and in fact, I didn't even want to go, but it turned out there was nothing else to do. So my friend Bob Brickman and I, we decided to go anyway. And so we went, and all night long, I just saw all these kids uh, really had something special. When I walked in the door, first thing is my friend Gary Rinker. I hadn't seen him for a while. He's a drummer and played in bar bands. And I said, hey, Gary. And he just walked up to me and he put his hand on my forehead and he said, oh, God, just give Greg what you've given me. 
And I started to cry because I didn't know what was going on. Right. And so as the night went on, at the end of the night, they said, uh, anybody wants to stick around and and talk about their favorite scriptures? Well, I didn't have any favorite scriptures, but I wanted to stick around and see what they said. And at the end of there, at the end of that time, we all stood up and I put my hands up in the air and I didn't even know what I was doing, but I said, Oh God, I want you. And when I said that, the Holy Spirit fell all over me and a voice inside of me said, you will play for me. And, and right at that moment, I just, I knew that God was going to use me. I can't even explain it. I just knew it. And then I, and then a couple of days later, I remembered that I had had a friend, Bob Hartman, that I knew, well, I, I jammed with him one time and I knew that he played music and I knew he was a Christian. So I went over to Bryan, Ohio, and I, and I talked to him about playing in a Christian band. And he said he didn't want to do it because he'd been in a Christian band and the drummer uh, messed up or something and, and uh, the band fell apart. And he said he didn't feel that was of God. And I knew that Bob was supposed to be playing with me. So I said, Bob, I said, I know we're supposed to play together. I said, the Lord's told me we're going to start a band and we're going to play all over the country. I know we are. He said, well, he said, I'll play acoustic guitar with you. We can write songs like that. He said, but I'm not going to play rock and roll. Oh, that's amazing. Didn't I ever tell you that before? You, you, you have, but I'm, I'm, all, all these listeners that are hearing this stuff for the first time. It's, it's just hard to picture Bob on stage playing acoustic guitar. Right. And so he also said, if you want to work with me, he said, I'm going to go to Christian Training Center in the fall. Well, I knew that I was supposed to do it, so no matter what, it didn't matter. So I said, okay, good. I had a good job. I was a foreman at a company, at a factory, and uh, I had a bunch of men under me, and, and I said, okay. So that fall, I quit my job, and we moved to Fort Wayne. But through the summer, we would I would drive over to uh, Bryan, Ohio, where he lived, and we would work on songs. And so in August, they had a uh, get-together, and they had second chapter of Acts, and they had uh, uh, the Res Band and Honey Tree and Orion and, and a few other people, and they invited us to come up and play. So that was our first gig, and Bob and I played acoustic guitar together. You were together. with some really good company. Yeah, it really was, from the very beginning. And so then we went to Christian Training Center, and John DeGroff and, and uh, Bill Glover were uh, students there. And after I got to know Bill, I said, Bill, I said, I'd like to start a band. And I said, would you want to play drums for us? And he said, yes, he did. Well, then um, I talked to Bob about that. And um, so I kept talking to him and he just didn't want to come around. And in November, he said, well, let's just see what happens. So we set up on the stage at Calvary Temple on the platform where they had the church services on a Thursday night and we jammed for about an hour and a half and just really hit some really good stuff just playing music together okay. and I got off the stage and Bob goes okay I'll do it do you remember what kind of music you were playing then because obviously there weren't any Petra songs as far as I know written at that point no we were just playing we were just jamming like Bill uh, Bill the drummer was into uh, Cream okay and we just started jamming some crazy jams and, you know, I'd play some chords and Bob would play some lead and then Bill would play some drums and then DeGroff and we all were in the same key. We just started going and wherever it took us, we did it. 
Okay. And we did that. It was really fun. We'd slow down, then we'd play fast, and just whatever we had, it just worked. And so we started practicing, and uh, Bob and I rented a house right across from what what you call Glenbrook Mall now. Okay. And um, we just practiced and practiced, and uh, then we started playing around, and we, pl- we played small little gigs here and there. And we played, uh, whenever we'd play, we'd give an altar call, and kids would get saved. And then... Uh, Billy Ray Hearn from uh, um, Word Records called up Paul Craig Pano because he had, Honey Tree had went down to Nashville and made an album, bought it for herself and hired studio musicians. And she just played her acoustic guitar and they played all this music. Okay. Well, somehow the people from Word Records got a hold of it and they bought it from her and signed her up and put her in music stores all over the United States. So Billy Ray Hearn said, say, we're looking for more Christian artists. He said, is there anyone around there? And he said, well, there's these guys, they play really heavy rock and they're called Petra. And so we were going to play at the Adams Apple. So Billy Ray Hearn and a couple other uh, record executives flew to Fort Wayne and listened to us play. No, I remember first, he said, oh, send us a demo. Okay. So we went over to a place, a studio in, in Illinois and uh, we made a demo, and it was a crummy demo. It was four songs, and I thought, man, that demo sucks really bad. If any, and We're probably never going to get anywhere with that. Well, they loved it. Wow. <laughs> and so then they flew into Fort Wayne, and we played at the, at the Adams Apple. And they listened to us, and they said, yeah, we're going to sign you up for an album. And so we, that's what, then we, put, we recorded our first album over there in Illinois in that, in that studio, and and we recorded it in the fall of 1973, and it came out in early 74. And the next thing you know, it was in every music store in the United States, Christian music store in the United States, and people started hiring us. And that's how it got started. That has to be an incredible feeling. What, uh, what, what year was it that you met Bob? I met him in 72. Uh, um, Okay, so all, all this happens in a very short period of time. Well, I met him in 72. I got saved August, uh, I got saved November 27th, 1971. Okay. So I met him in 72. We went to Christian Training Center that fall. So it was in November of 72, we decided to form the band. And by the next year, we were doing an album in 73. And then the spring of 74, the album came out. And was the album... Was the album well received? Well, sure. It was received by all the young people. You know, a lot of older people didn't know what to think of it. <laughs> uh, we got a flack about that. We used to play at a place in Chicago. Played there every three months. And every time we'd play, we'd be three to 500 kids would come and 30 to 50 kids would get saved. So we were tearing down. He said, well, I've got you back in three months. And I said, you must really like us. He said, no, I don't like your music at all. <laughs> He said, but the kids do, and I know they get saved, so I'm having you back. <laughs> that's funny, because that still kind of reflects on today's today's message sometimes, I think. Mm-hmm. But So you got the first album out. You, Bill, John, and Bob uh, got, got the album. Are you doing a lot of uh, touring all over the country, or are you sticking just to the Midwest? No, we, we started playing around. I mean, 
it's hard to remember, but we played Chicago. We played uh, all over the Midwest. Um, we went out to California in 1974. I remember that. This is before Greg Volz, before our second album. We played out there. Gosh, we played in New York. We played it uh, on Broadway. Uh, we played a lot before Volz got to us. Now, were you doing, were you headlining or were you, were you opening? Um, we were, we were, we were, now we headlined it in some places. Okay. But we opened mostly, we opened for Honey Tree in, in the beginning days. That's incredible. Yeah, a few times. We opened for Larry Norman and you see, we had a venue in Fort Wayne, the Adam's Apple. Right. Gosh, you know, it would hold, I don't remember how many people, eight to, I, I don't know, 800 people maybe, I don't remember, but, and so a lot of uh, main acts would come through and we would open up for them. But yeah, we, we, we opened up quite a bit for ourselves. We, we went to Florida and played all over Florida and uh, did a lot be before the second album came out. We started to carve a path already. That's a, that's, it, it's, it's just cool to hear this because Petra is such a ministry. Petra is more than a band. You know, they're, they're, they're a ministry and this is, it's fun to listen to the, the, the beginnings of this. Well, when we first started playing, our whole idea was was to get the kids to listen to us, and then we would give a, get up and give an altar call. And we did that. In fact, it always made me uptight when they wouldn't let us. And then even if even if somebody else that had that hired us wanted to do it, I didn't like it. But I, you know, that surely wasn't right. But we loved to give altar calls. You know, it, that's why we were doing it. You know, we weren't doing it to be rock stars. We were doing it to get people saved. Right. We, we would set up on the campus of a of a secular state college right on the front of the administration building in the grat. Well, they'd put a stage, and we start playing. There wouldn't even be anybody there. We'd start playing, and when we get done, there'd be two or two or three hundred kids. And usually, campus uh, campus crusade would put us on, or campus life, something like that. And we would just play, and kids would get saved. We played in. There was a uh, a Kmart down in Texas. And for some reason, six to eight hundred kids would start after the store would close. They'd all come, and and all these kids would just come in their cars and hang out. So they set up two uh, tractor trailers for us, and we set up our instruments there. So whenever the kids came, we just started playing for them. There was eight or nine hundred kids there, and we played for them and gave an altar call. Somebody called and complained. They said they could hear us eight miles away, like we we're next door. <laughs> <laughs> we played. We played Red Rocks. And, and the guy that hired us had a bunch of really cute, cutesy little Christian groups. And we got up and we just played and just rocked out. And we walked off stage and they were screaming for an altar, for a, a, an encore. And the guy that hired us, I said, what do you think? And he couldn't even talk. He just looked at me and he just, his mouth moved. He was shocked. He was like freaked out. And we went out and then we played backslide and blues and did another 20 minutes. And, um, just it, there were a lot of beautiful times way before the second album. I think we probably did most Christian uh, ministry before the second album, even. So while while you're doing this out in California, we've got the beginning of the the their version of the Jesus music movement. Mm -hmm. So it, it's interesting how everything just kind of fell together and all melt melted together. Yes. Yeah. God, God does work in pretty wild ways. Yep. So what was 
at the end of the first album tour, uh-huh. is everybody still jazzed up and, and on fire for Jesus to keep going? Oh, and yeah. That, oh, yeah. And, we, were, we were really excited by then. And, and the record label said, we need a second album. Yep. And then there were personnel changes. Yeah, we, we went to do a second album, and um, one thing happened was Bill had uh, gotten married to a girl who uh, whose husband had died, the drummer, and they had a little girl, and they would take, we would just have Bill take his wife and little girl with us, but then she got pregnant for a second child, and Bill basically dropped out because he had to take care of his family. And then we went through a series of drummers, but he still played on our second album. And uh, we asked Greg Volz to come and sing on our second album. We had we still sang a few of our songs, if you listen to the second album. Right. And Greg Volz came and played for us. He wasn't really an official member as of yet, but he did sing for us. And uh, Steve Camp came in and sang. And uh, it, it was a real collaboration of things, but, you know, it was our idea. I remember I had asked Bob, I said, Bob, we should get Greg Volz about a year before we got him. And he didn't want to do it. But then about a year later, he goes, you know, we ought to get Greg Volz to come sing our band. <laughs> I thought, oh, and, my gosh. And Greg already had momentum from his band, the E-Band. Right, right. So That's, that's, a, that's an incredible story. And, and, and Bob really wasn't known. I I'll let you say this. Was Bob... Did Bob want to be the singer or the guitar player? Well, we both wanted, we both sang and played guitar, but even though it was a good, if you listen to the first album, it's classic and it's good, but our voices weren't, I don't think our voices were the quality that was needed to really make it, you know, in the big business. And we both felt like, gosh, if we just had a better singer, we could really, really do this. And uh, I had known Greg Volz before I met Bob Hartman. And um, there was another guy named Greg Dunneman who played in his band. And we were thinking about putting a band together, but that just didn't happen. It didn't fall in place. God now, had another plan. Yeah. So I always had Greg Volz on my mind. There was a, then there was a guy from our church named John Slick who played great keyboards Hammond B3 and I said Bob we ought to get John Slick Slick in our band he said no we don't need him either so then later on he got John Slick in the band <laughs> <laughs> and and John is a great keyboard player yeah oh man so and, yeah come and join us kind of took kind of took you guys in a different direction mm-hmm. you know I, I love the title track come and join us the, the the dual guitar leads with you and Bob are yeah, they just—they're outstanding. Mm-hmm. Then the the song everybody wants to know about and how it ended up on the album is "God Gave Rock and Roll to You." Um, Be, being a secular song, how did that end up being on a Christian rock album? Well, I'll have to say that was Bob's idea. Wow! And um, we sat down and we wrote all the lead guitar parts and uh, arranged it together. He, he had a basic arrangement, but we put all the guitar parts on. And then in the studio, you hear that little girl singing and stuff. Yeah. That, that was my idea. Okay. And then we we sat around and we sang. And I said, let's have a big choir of people. 
this this was my idea. So we sang, we sang, and then we would sing the whole song, you know, the, the and then all the music. And then we would go back and we'd sing it again. Then we go back and we sing it again. And then Greg Volt sang on it, and the little girl sang on it, and we just kept singing until we had like you know fifty people singing. And that song really is a Christian rock anthem. Yeah. And it just, yeah, it's it's an exciting song. That whole album is exciting. And once again, you guys are touring all over the country. Now, is is Greg Volz touring with you at this point? He finally started touring with us, yeah. As a singer or a drummer? As a singer. As a singer. Did he ever play drums? Not for us in the group. Okay. Okay, that's... So we're at the end of this tour. What happens at the end of Come and Join Us? Uh, well, we played on for a while yet. And uh, at that time, I had been on the road my whole uh, uh, time I was in my 20s. And I can't even explain it. But God just asked me. I, I felt in my heart that it was my time to... Uh, get out of the band hmm. and uh, I wanted to start a band of my own I felt like um, Bob didn't appreciate the music that I was writing and he wanted to write it all and he wanted to control everything and uh, that was really hard to deal with Okay. so I left the band and started another band and uh, we played for a while and even though we were really really good it wasn't a time for a new for a new Christian band to come out. I guess I think we were ever bit as good as Petra was, and uh, then the Lord put it on my heart to go back to college. So then I went back to college in uh, 1980, and I finished my bachelor's degree and went on and uh, got my doctorate as a chiropractor. And then Bob went on and uh, we all quit him. Um, John DeGroff and I quit and he went on and formed a whole new band by himself. Okay. So the, the band is gone, but the ministry still lived on. Yes. I know Bob did that. Bob was an excellent songwriter. And, uh, and he got a whole new band to play with him. And, and uh, Slick was around for a little bit. Greg Volt stuck around for, for four albums. Right. And that continued on. And you stayed in Fort Wayne with uh, your chiropractic business? Yep. And for, 30, for 37 years, I've been a chiropractor now. That's incredible. And all, then, then let's jump forward a lot of years. You reunite with Bill and uh, John. Yeah. And form the band GHF. Right. And, and uh, right. So how did that transpire? Well, Bill Glover uh, was living in Fort Wayne at the time, and we just—I I had been writing a lot of music, and uh, we just—I uh, talked to Bill one day, and uh, we asked John DeGroff if he'd play on it, and I had written all the songs on that album except a couple from John, and I think one from Bill. I don't remember one or two from Bill. Right. And so uh, they came into my little studio I had at my office and laid down all their parts. 
and uh, John had a DeGroff had a couple songs that he wanted done, so we did those. And then we did one of Bill's. Uh, I can I can do all things, right? And that's uh, we put that out. And shortly after, you had had that uh, Christian. Yeah, yeah I had I had my Petra my Petra Fan Fest. Yeah, and uh, and we debuted GHF Volume One at the Petra Fan Convention here in Indianapolis. Right. And, uh, you know, the, the rest is kind of history on, on GHF. You know, I, I don't want to yeah. speak out of turn, but logistics just was the problem. And the band eventually said, we can't do this then no more. Right. But which brings us up to present time now. Mm-hmm. I well, understand you're playing with John again. Yep. Well, a friend of ours, we played for the 50-year a reunion up in um, Angola, Indiana. And we got up and played one song and that was fun. And a guy, a friend of mine named Jack Disjardins who actually played with Bill in a band before Petra called Loth Lorin. And Jack is a good guitar player and a singer. And he was there at the concert and he asked me, he said, you know, would you like to, how, what did you ever think about getting together and playing songs off the first album? And I said, well, I don't know. I said, let me pray about it. So I prayed about it for a little over a month, and I called him up, and I said, well, Jack, let's just get together and see what seems to happen. He goes, oh, good. He said, I've been practicing all the songs already. <laughs> <laughs> and so I asked John DeGroff if he wanted to do it, and John says, I'm in, because he had written some songs. We're going to do Only Three Nails, which is one that John wrote. You've heard right. that. Yeah, fantastic. And, and you, by, by the way, Greg, you slay on that solo. Well, that was a, that was just so fun to do that. It just came out of me. It was great. When, when you're given the opportunity to cut loose on a hard rock and hard hard rocker like that, that it it blows it blows everybody's mind. Well, it was it was God that gave me that. It just came to me. My I felt it in my heart, and it just came out of me. But uh, then we have a keyboard player as well. Funny thing, back when I was in chiropractic college, his name is John Mosier. He was the music director of the church there. And we had like a 60-piece choir and we had a full orchestra, uh, strings, uh, horns and everything. And I played guitar for that. And they would let me stand up and wail. They had this black singer and she would get up and sing. And we, we, were, we sounded so good. Well, John went back to school and became a pastor, came to Fort Wayne to, and, and started a church. He's an excellent musician and singer. So I lead worship at his church about two uh, weeks out of the month. And uh, he plays keyboards for us in our band. He said, it's a grip and he's willing to play and do whatever we want to do. And he's a great musician and a great brother in the Lord. And then John has a young guy named Curtis who plays drums. And uh, we've gotten most all the songs that I wrote off the first album and uh, off the second, a few of them. And we're gonna few do a few that uh, Bob had written, and uh, like walking in the light, right? And uh, so, I tell you what, it's amazing. We sound just like the original band. That's exciting. Because I'm playing lead guitar and DeGroff's on uh, bass, and the drummer and the keyboard player just fit in. Like on God gave rock and roll, there's keyboards and everything, and. And we can all sing really well, and we got great harmonies, and uh, we're just looking forward to going out and starting playing. We've got a 
a, a small festival to play in Michigan on uh, September 30th up at uh, Lansing, Michigan. I think it's Lansing. I don't remember. No, Saginaw, Michigan. Okay. And we're going to play at the pastor's church. And uh, I'm excited because for all the people that like the early Petra, they would really enjoy this. It's a Petra cover band with more people in there from the original band and the band that's Petra right now. So what, what is this band called? Well, I didn't want anything fancy. I didn't want anything clicky and I didn't want to say anything about Petra because we're not, we're not trying to be a Petra uh, copy group. You know what I mean? So we're just called the Hogan DeGroff reunion band. That's pretty cool. Just very simple. Let the music uh, define what the name means. So, so you won't take my suggestion of, of, of Dr. Hogan, the medicine show? No, not really. <laughs> okay, it, then we won't go with the bone crackers either then. All right. No. <laughs> well, that, that's exciting stuff, knowing that, uh, knowing that uh, you and uh, John are playing again. Um, I've, I'm friends with, uh, with, with uh, Curtis George, and he's an amazing drummer. Yes, he is. He's he's a young guy who's got chops like like you wouldn't believe. He's he's gifted. He, he's very gifted. Now, is there any chance of a recording from from you from this from this lineup, or is this more of just a, a fun let's play every once in a while band? Um, I'm actually going back through a, a log of all the songs I've written and uh, pulling some songs out that no one's ever heard or played and uh and i'm writing some stuff and just things are in my mind but i think first we want to launch the band we have a full evening of you know we, we have a good hour and a half of really good music wow and uh we're gonna see jesus is just all right with me and that sounds really good yeah i i, I can imagine you guys just wail on that and then there's a song called Curie, do you remember that Curie Laison? Yeah, by Mister Mister. Yeah, it it what is Curie Laison means the Lord be with us. Okay, and it's and it really fits. It's a good song. Now, are are you doing the vocals on that one? Yeah, I can do all the vocals. My voice has gotten better and better through the years. It's amazing. I can. <laughs> I, I, I know. I know. I pick on you all the time, calling you my favorite old guy, but but. But Greg's right. The older he gets, the better he gets. And if you haven't seen him live or, or heard a recording, you've got to hear him play guitar and do some stuff. His vocals on GHF Volume 1 are outstanding because sometimes you got to listen to really make sure it's him singing. So, of course, I'm a little prejudiced because, well, I love you guys. <laughs> so and, uh, be, being a part of that and one of my favorite memories of uh, of GHF Volume One was was being up in your your makeshift studio during the during the final mix and mm. putting those songs in order and hearing the three of you play and hearing the three of you originals get music out for the first time at that point I think it was like thirty six years yeah and it just it's it's heart melting and heartwarming to know that God's still using you. Well, thank you. And it's exciting to see where things could go now. Well, there's a lot happening in the world right now. There's a revival that's been going on and 
And I remember when I left Petra, I said, Lord, are you done with me? And the Lord spoke to me and said, no. And so I don't know what that means, you know, but uh, I would like to, even if I was even a small piece of it, I would be happy. But I think, but that's one of my, I feel that the Lord will use me in some small way. Who knows what that means? And um, one thing I notice when you hear a lot of uh, Christian music now, they don't take, they don't give altar calls anymore. Right. You go to a big coliseum and there's thousands of people and they don't do anything. I'm thinking, oh Lord, all these people, their hearts are hurting. Some of them might not even know you. Why doesn't somebody say anything? And one thing that I want to do is when we play, I'm going to, I'm going to give an altar call in a time of commitment. I, I like to play jazz and play in the local restaurants. Right. But, but I would be content doing that, but I want to do this because I think God would want that to happen. Right. And, and just on, on the altar calls, I've been to several Petra shows, obviously GHF shows. When, when when John Schlitt, who was the lead singer for Petra now, does a show, he's still doing altar calls. Yes. It's it's you you when you go to an arena, it's fun to see a rock show, but the emotions are so high that I I I, I can't quite put it into words. It, I understand your frustration think about how many thousands of people were at a Billy Graham crusade. Here's yeah. your altar call right there. Right. It, it can still be done. Just, just because the news is against us and the government's against us. There's somebody who isn't against us. Right. Right. Greg, it's been an absolute honor to have you on the show today. Well, thank you. It's an honor that you would ask me. Well, absolutely. You, you can't have, you can't be in the sleigh and, and not bring Greg Hogue. <laughs> so now some, something I've been asking people, be, being in the sleigh with Santa Rob, you get, you get a wish. As a guitar player, as a singer, and you can ask Santa one thing, who would you like to jam with and play with the most? Whether they're living or already passed on what would fulfill greg's dream oh i'd like to play with eric clapton oh he i could hear that listening to listening to his early when i was early playing was the beginning of what me learning how to play guitar was wow wow that would that would be something else wouldn't it mm -hmm. wow so any chance of doing any Clapton music in the new group? Well, I'm considering one uh, in the presence of the Lord. Wow, that's a great song. Yeah. That is a great song. But there's a lot of songs I'm thinking of and some of the songs that I've written. But the idea is, is to first get it launched and then, but that would be, you know, as we go on, see what we could do. Right. Well... Again, Greg, I, I really appreciate you taking uh, time out of your busy schedule and, uh, and chatting with us here. I know that we just made a lot of listeners very happy. And uh, I'm hoping maybe we can do a part two sometime in the future. And uh, so to anybody listening, email me at uh, SantaRobPodcast at gmail.com and let me know if you'd like to hear Greg Hogue on the show again.
I, I already know what that response is. And uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to hearing in you, John, and, and Curtis and the rest of the guys play. And uh, it's exciting. Yes. So once again, Greg, thanks for being here. And I will be in touch with you soon. And uh, thank you. Thank you, Rob. God bless you. God bless you, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed episode five of Slaying It With Santa Rob with our very special guest, Greg Hogue. If you enjoyed Greg's interview and you would like to hear him again, let me know by going to uh, my Facebook page, which is Santa Rob Podcast on Facebook, or email me at santarobpodcast at gmail.com. And for that matter, if you'd like to hear anybody or have any suggestions, let me know through the email. That's probably the easiest way to contact me. And uh, as always, thanks to our sponsors at, uh, at Brett Christmas Mustache Wax at bscenterprises.com. Don't forget when you find what you want, use discount code Santa Rob to get 15% off your order. Also, Hotspot Collectibles and Toys in Brownsburg. Look them up on Facebook. Check them out on the web. Visit their store in Brownsburg, Indiana. Let them know that Santa Rob sent you. Thank you guys for sponsoring me. And thank you all for listening to Slaying It with Santa Rob. And we will see you next week. Ho, ho, ho.